You're about to enter the world of On the Cusp. The intense language used here requires that you put your brain in pause, place your watch next to the microwave, and experience a different level of mind diffusion. Now sit down, grab your coffee, buckle up, and enjoy what is about to happen and coming your way. What you are listening to is On the Cusp. The following episode is being recorded after midnight. Hello, welcome to On The Cusp. One more time. This is episode 26. So we're continuing, moving forward. Let's see if we can get to episode number 100 in the next 200 weeks. So basically what I'm saying is that we are going to be moving into a bi-weekly and I think it's bi-weekly every two weeks. So we'll be doing a podcast or an episode every two weeks to give us a little bit more time to plan, to better plan and to better the quality of the quality of the podcast for you. So we want to go ahead and grow our listenership from about three to maybe six listeners every two weeks. I think that's a really good goal for us before we continue moving forward with these additional episodes. So we'll continue to do that, but we'll do it. We'll back it off to about two weeks or an episode every two weeks. And if you like the podcast, please pass it on or recommend us to one of your friends. You just have to do it with one friend and then do it to two enemies That way, we can grow our podcast and you get relief with your enemies that they're listening to something horrid and that we're going to torture their lives for 20 minutes by listening to this podcast. So let's go ahead and get going and don't forget to recommend us. Okay, Uh, why don't we begin with with tipping? Not not tipping the scales, but... um, tipping your waiters you know if you're going to a restaurant especially if you went sort of like um back in um february 14 you know you took your loved one for dinner you had a date you went for dinner how much did you tip your your waiter or your waitress Uh, information comes to us from the toast it's a restaurant magazine and it seems that people living in the city of cleveland are the highest tippers. Their average tipping rate in the metro area for Cleveland is approximately 20.6%. That's how much they tip. Now, if you look at, for example, Los Angeles or San Francisco, they are in the 17%. So just a little bit lower. LA people, California people, you guys are a little bit cheaper than uh, the Cleveland people. If you look at Chicago, they're at 19.3%. That's how much they tip their waiter. If you look at New York, food is more expensive. Now you're looking at 18.7. And another another area is New Orleans. They're they're tipping about 19%. I think our our tipping average is about here at home 
think we tip about between 18 and 20. I'm cheaper than my wife. I normally tip about 18. She tips 20. She just goes right away into the 20. That is the metro areas that we're talking about. If we look at the states, as a state state average, Delaware is the most generous tipper. Uh, that is, they are they are at twenty one point eight percent. That's pretty good for the uh, waitresses waiters over there. Where I live in Florida, as a whole, as a state, we're not very we're not very good tippers. We hang out at around eighteen point three percent. We are forty eight. We're one of the least generous states. California beats us in that day as a state, they tip 17.5%. So California is dead last, along with Washington State at 18.2. And then we follow number three, War State, 18.3. Then Nevada is 18.4. But uh, let's go back to number one. The number one tipper is the state of Delaware, followed by Indiana at 20.8, then Wyoming also at 20.8, and then you got Kentucky at 20.7. And rounding off at number five is West Virginia at 20.6. And since this is a topic about restaurants, uh, what is your favorite food? In your, in your area, in your metro area. So what kind of cuisine do you like? For me, I guess I'm always going to go for for Southern because that's where the ribs are, right? I love ribs. And I also love tacos when I go to South America or Mexico. But if you're in Chicago, most likely your favorite food is going to be Southern. If you're in the LA area, you're going to like Thai food. If you're in New Orleans, you like Chinese food. New York is bakery or sweets. I guess that's what they mean. And Phoenix is also Southern food. In Richmond, Virginia is pizza. Salt Lake City, Latin American food. That's where you got to go then for Mexican food. San Francisco, they love European food. Seattle, Thai food. And Washington, D.C. is Japanese that's what they like over there. But then at the beginning, I said something about dating. And so the other thing or a little bit tidbit of information I'd like to share with you is what is the average Valentine's date night in the top metro areas? The most expensive metro area or most expensive dinner for Valentine's night Date night was in New York at $156. Now, it doesn't say if that's what the date ate or both people ate for that date night. I would imagine that, I hope that is for both, right? You hope. Otherwise, that's a lot of food. If you go down to back back again metro areas, right? Uh, New Orleans, $127 for Valentine's date night. Phoenix, that's cheap. That was $93. However, that is still expensive. 
for one date night. Los Angeles, 136. Salt Lake City, 110. Denver, $113. Cleveland is $105. Another interesting thing is that New Yorkers spent an average of $43 just for the booze. So that is, that's a lot of drinking for them. However, if you're at a restaurant, that's probably just enough for maybe two drinks, right? Because you got cocktail. A cocktail is going to cost you between $15 and $20. That right there is almost for two people is going to be $40. That's what you're looking at. And since we are talking about, I guess, tipping and going to restaurants and purchasing, not purchasing, but saving money, this here is directed more at veterans. Obviously, you know that on Veteran Day, Veterans Day, you go out, you get a discount. But what you may not know is that there are discounts from retailers all year round. Automotive, um, you got advanced auto parts. They provide you with a 10% discount. If you're looking for a car, BMW is providing a $500 to an $11,000 discount, I imagine, on a lease or a new vehicle purchase. And this is for active duty retirees and veterans and their families. That's really generous from BMW. Uh, we wanna, I want to provide you with a list of, of companies that are doing this for you. And check it out before you go shopping. Check out if you can get a discount if you're a, a veteran. Or if you're in the military, it's not just cars, it's not just um, uh, vehicles. You got motorcycles, you got Mazda, you got O'Reilly for parts, you got tires, uh, you can save on helmets, you can save on car rentals all year round, clothing and shoes. For example, I took advantage of uh, Adidas. They have a 30% offline or online and you can go to the outlet and whatever they have as a regular discount for all of their customers, they also tack on the additional 30% or 20% that they offer for veterans. So that's a really good deal when you go to uh, to all of these stores. So we really took advantage of Adidas and had a we had a really good deal with them. And it's not just that. You got Bonobos for veterans and family, Carthardt. 25% off. There's probably at least 100 stores or retailers that you can go go on, go to, and, and get a good discount. If you're looking to save some money, Under Armour, U.S. Polo, Apple, you can save on education. Uh, you can save on uh, the Rosetta Stone, for example. Can You can save on entertainment. You can save on eyewear financial insurance, fitness, flowers, gifts. So check it out. This is just kind of like a PSA for for the um, all the brothers and sisters out there if they want to save a little bit a little bit more money. Take a look at it. The link as always is going to be on the um, on our bus account and you can look at all of the links that we have there. Not only for this episode but for all of the episodes we try to provide you with the links of what we talk about here. Okay, so take a look at it and maybe it can save you some money. When was the last time you went to the dentist? Well, 
if you live in Kentucky, specifically Hazard, Kentucky, you you probably have to make an appointment three months in advance in, a, in order to go see the dentist. The reason for that is that in this town or city, they have an issue with lack of dentists. So dentists are pretty... Um, pretty difficult to get there or dentist appointments. And the reason for that is that there is there continues to be a, a shortage of dentists, especially in this town. It's difficult to find an open spot for you to visit the dentist. It's not a bad area where it is. It's just hard to get to a dentist. Or maybe there's too many people going to the dentist, which is good, right? It's very good. But because everyone is going now, the pace is picking up, the availability of dentists is not catching up with the demand. So that's why there is a, a lack of, uh, of availability and residents in this area have to be booking their appointments three months in advance. The most painful thing about this is that if you have an emergency, a dental emergency, you're going to have a problem in this area. So hopefully it gets better for them sooner than later, especially because of that part, emergencies. Now, staying in dental just for a couple of more minutes, uh, actually it, it caught my eye, this uh, report from lntmag.com. And I have this paper here with me. And it is about a survey. And the title of the survey is Increasing Volume, Cutting Costs, Top of Mind This Year. So this is the result of LMT's planning for a 2023 survey. So top 10 growth strategies for 2023 is expand the dentist client base. 56% of the labs surveys said that that was very important for them. And these were multiple choice selections, so it's never going to add up to 100 or it's going to add up to, add up to more than 100. Man, it's so tough to talk. Get more business from current clients. That is number two. And then we have find or hire additional technicians. Let me recap again. Expand dentist client base as comes in number one at 46%. Then get more business from current clients at 41%. Find or hire additional technicians, 37%. We all know that there is a, a technician shortage because of the high demand right now for dental laboratories. So this is a really good situation for Technicians that, that need a job or that want to change laboratories because they, there's a, a need for them right now. And then on number four, add to existing digital equipment, which is good for sales. And then after that is reduce costs with 33%. And that's always on the uh, owner's mind. How do you reduce the costs and maximize your revenue to, to maximize the revenue? And then we got the top 10 challenges anticipated for 2023. 
And almost half of all of the respondents at 49% said controlling costs. And that was also number five for top 10 strategies is to reduce cost. So on one side, you got reduce the cost and then control the costs. And that is a challenge to control the cost. Also, even or also at 49% with controlling costs is it challenges the economic conditions that are going on in the U.S. And I think it's fair, right? Even though I uh, there there is a, a positive, or I'm hoping that there is a positive outlook for the rest of 2023, it's still a challenge uh, with the economic situation. I mean, come on, eggs cost $7 for a dozen. Who do we thank for that, right? Who do we thank for the overprice of overpricing of everything that is going on right now in the U.S. Thank you, Mr. Biden. Thank you very much. Finding qualified employees at number three. So one, there's a shortage of technicians and then you're having an issue or a challenge finding qualified employees. I mean, that is really good. There must be a boom for schools. Students get a they go to school for dental technology and then they're being hired right away. I hope, I hope they are. Another challenge for, for laboratories is maintaining profitability. In this day and age, yes, it is expensive under Biden's economy to maintain profitability because everything is going up in price. But let's not get political here, right? Let's not do that. The owner's laboratory outlook for 2023, 70% say they are optimistic about the rest of 2023. That is good for them. 25% are not so sure how this is going to look like, but only 5% are pessimistic about the situation in the dental laboratory or their business. Now, for the lab industry as a whole, 60% are optimistic. 33% are unsure, and 7% are pessimistic. Very low number, I believe. On the U.S. economy, however, only 20% are optimistic, 45% are unsure, 35% are pessimistic. So we are optimistic about our industry, but pessimistic about the situation with the U.S. And again, this here paper comes from uh, LMT Magazine, and uh, we thank them for this. Now, we're going to move from this survey to... This is not... not This next topic is not a, a survey per se, but let me start by saying that this week we had... International Women's Day. Congratulations to all women on your day. Hopefully we're making advances in the future to keep everything kind of like evened out. Let me have a little bit of coffee because I, I, I got to have a little bit and I think it's getting cold. Hold on one second. Yes, as you know, I like coffee. If you listen to the last pot, last episode. If you don't, now you know that I like coffee. So I just had a, had I just had to have 
a little bit of coffee so I can keep going. I mean, come on, it's it's after midnight, so I got to I got to keep myself awake. So, what I want to talk about since it's um it's actually International Women's Day is past, right? It's in, it was early this week. We're towards the end of the week now. So what I wanted to talk about, and and I, I read this last night before going to sleep, and I was reading the Babylon Bee, and what they were showing was 12 best things about being a man. I think it's interesting because some of them are, even though they're funny, they are true, some of them. And uh, of course, this is satire, but there's a little bit of truth to what is being said here. So let's go with uh, with number one. The world is your urinal. Peeing while standing comes up handy when you're in a hurry or going to the bathroom somewhere you shouldn't be. So that that there's a lot of truth about that. Especially if you're in the woods, you can do it anywhere. Number two, you have a brain that is three times the size of a woman's. It's it's science. It is funny. Come on. Number three, it's culturally acceptable for you to roll up tobacco leaves into a big aisle, into a big cylinder, light it on fire, and stick it in your mouth. So that's talking about cigars. Number four, you can have an entire conversation with your best friend just by saying, Sup, bro? There's no need for unnecessary words. And I think that's true. So, number five, facial hair is considered attractive. Forget to shave for a couple of days and suddenly you go from a six to a solid eight. And that happens to be, I hate, I hate shaving. I, ever since I got out of the military, the first thing I thought was, I am not going to shave more than once a week and I I can't take it and I could never get away from that. I still hate it up to today. Number six, continuing, number six, your extensive knowledge of all subjects allow you to graciously explain things to women. They need the help. And it's a good thing that men are here to explain that and help women for that. Uh, Number seven, you can wear the same shirt for 38 years. You don't have to be a slave to fashion when you have the the perfect t-shirt for every occasion. And that is true. Number eight, you make more money than a woman for doing the same job. Being a man comes with an automatic pay raise. So for all of you kids out there, it's a, it's a good outlook for you if you're a boy. You're biblically allowed to speak in church. Plus your wives, and they put wives, have to do everything you say all the time. We're pretty sure it's in the Bible somewhere. And again, this comes from the Babylon Bee, right? And yes, I'll provide the link for that. Number 10, you have a reduced chance of of Joe Biden sniffing you. This is not a zero chance, so it's never zero. You just have to be careful. But there's less chances of you being sniffed by Joe Biden than if you're a woman or a girl. Number 11, if you run for president, people will actually vote for you. There's no glass ceiling here. 
Hashtag Hillary Clinton. Number 12. If you want, you can be the world's strongest woman. Rewrite the record books. Big guy, go ahead and do it. And uh, and with that, uh, I will give you... <laughs> it's just funny. Uh, I will go ahead and pass this on to you. And I want to thank you for listening to another episode on the cusp. And again, if you if you like the, the episode, if you like the podcast, just pass it on to one more person, one that is your friend, and two that are your enemies, and so that we can maybe grow from three or four uh, listeners to maybe six or seven. And, uh, and keep in mind that uh, we will begin to do this every two weeks. I, I will probably end up coming back in one week. It all depends. Got to go to the um, to uh, to a trade show in, in Germany, in Cologne. It's the IDS. It's going to be a busy week. Don't think I'm going to be able to, to have an episode next week. But for sure, we will have an episode in two weeks from, from today. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you like it, not only can you recommend our podcast, but if you want to go to our subscription pay, uh, page and donate a little bit to defray the cost of the uh, of, of the podcast. Thank you again. Thank you very much. I really enjoy doing this. And I hope you're liking the event. Not the event, but the episode of the podcast. Thank you and have a great day. Bye-bye.